Welcome to Uncomplicating Weight Loss and Life. I'm your host, Eva Rodriguez, proud Latina, single mom, certified life coach, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help high-achieving boss women lose their weight for the last damn time and up-level their lives. When it comes to your health, weight loss, and this thing called life, I'm not saying it'll always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. So today I'm joined by writer, speaker, coach, and investor, Leslie Quander. Leslie specializes in helping people level up their finances, wellness, and mindset. She is a talented writer who can teach anyone the ins and outs of intimidating topics like building wealth and cryptocurrency in a way that doesn't make you want to run and hide in a corner. Leslie is passionate about working with clients to achieve a balanced life where they can find peace, abundance, and financial freedom. Her work has been featured everywhere from Business Insider to Men's Health and The Washington Post. Let's welcome my personal money mindset coach, Leslie Quander, to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. This is so exciting, and I love what you've been doing, so thank you for having me on. Thank you, dear. So you've been educating people and speaking about personal finances, wellness, and investments for over a decade. Do you think that there is a connection between personal finances and physical health? I definitely do, and I'm so, so glad that we're having this discussion. And if you think about it, our finances can really affect a lot, right? I'm going to start with our mindset. So the American Psychological Association, I don't know if you know this, does a survey where they ask about the state of stress in America. And the 2022 results found that most Americans were actually stressed about money and also about inflation, right? And as we know, stress is really, really dangerous. Um, stress can really affect like how we're acting, how we're moving in the world. Stress can affect how we're sleeping. Stress can even affect the food choices that we're making, right? If we don't feel like maybe cooking something nutritious, that can affect how we are. But also, and this is actually really, really important, when you have stress about money or when you lack money, it can affect the health decisions you're actually making. So maybe you don't go for that screening, right, that you need. Maybe you don't go for that appointment that you know you need to have. Maybe you can't pay for medication that you need. And so there is a very serious link between money, wellness, and sort of how we move in the world and how we are. And it's important to understand, I think. Absolutely. What mistakes do you find that people commonly make when it comes to the way they prioritize their finances around their health? Oh, this is really a good question. So I think that people think sometimes that they can wait, right? Like I think that people think, okay, well, I don't need to do this right now. I'm okay. This appointment can wait. I can stave off, you know, this this trip to the gym. I don't need to pay the gym membership this month. And it's, you know, of course you have to pay for your daily needs, right? You have to be able to pay for food. You have to be able to pay for housing. But I think that it's very important to prioritize your wellness, right? Because that figures in as well to how well you're going to live mm-hmm. and how well you're going to feel. Absolutely. Talk about some of the unexpected expenses that come along with neglecting your health. Well, and and this is actually, you know, it can be really sad if you've ever experienced this. So it can be from something as easy as, you know, you're run down, you're stressed about money, so now you're more susceptible to illness. Now, maybe for you, that's only a day or two off work, 
But if you really need that money, that day or two of work can be a big deal. Um, unfortunately, it can get even more serious, and we've seen this with certain cancers, right? Like we know that a lot of people are getting diagnosed really late, and the fact is that people are putting off appointments because they can't afford it or they can't, you know, they feel they can't take time off work or whatever, and so they're getting diagnosed really late, and that can lead to really sad um, outcomes, and, and we've seen that, um, especially in communities of people of color, we've seen that happen a lot, and it can be really sad. So I do want to say I know that it's really hard sometimes to prioritize yourself, but it is also very, very important to invest in yourself, and it's very, very important, I think, to understand the link between doing well with your finances, building your finances, and actually, you know, having good health as right. well. Yeah, absolutely. I know I've spoken to so many women who are like, I'm just too busy to go to the doctor. I'm just too busy to um, to go and buy the medications that I need or go and get the supplements that I may need. There's always, especially for busy women, right? We have so many things to do that we often forget that our health is first and foremost, right? What do you say to someone like that who's just like, I'm just too busy. I'm too busy to go to the to the gym. I'm too busy to go to the doctor. I just need to make money and take care of my family and take care of all the things that I need to take care of. I would say that health is wealth, really, right? Like you think that you have all this time sometimes, right? And this is, I don't want to be depressing, but this is just a fact of life. Sometimes we think we have more time than we have. Sometimes we think that we can do it later, but sometimes you really can't. Like, for example, we know, and I'm not going to talk about, you know, the specific screenings that we need, but you know, as a woman, there are certain screenings that you do every year, every couple of years, right? Well, if you let too many years go by and they find something, then what, right? So I would say you really need to carve out the time. And this can be something as simple as putting it in your calendar. Think about all the things that you do because you know you have to do them, right? You pay your mortgage or you pay your rent. You pick up your kids from school if you have kids because you know that you have to do it. So this needs to be something that you put in your calendar and you do. You need to give yourself the time you need to elevate yourself. You don't need to put yourself last. And there's always that, you know, when we talk about the airplane, right? And mm -hmm. the oxygen tanks right. come down and they always say, what do they say? You know, say it with me, <laughs> put your own oxygen tank on first because you can't help someone else if you don't do that. Mm -hmm. And that's how you need to think about your health. And I know it can be hard, but you have to because you cannot take care of your family. You can't take care of your spouse or your parents, you know, if you still have them, if you're not taking care of yourself. Right. And also, you know, we, a lot of the times, especially busy women, busy entrepreneurial women, we're like, I need to make money. I'll sleep when I'm dead. I'll take care of that later. Right. Yeah. What would you say about what would you say to someone like that where it's just like, I'm I'm too busy making money right now? I would say you're not. I mean, no, really. And I love, as you know, like I, I love to make some money. So hopefully we'll talk a little bit about this. I would say too, think about ways that you can make money passively. I am so passionate about this because as soon as you can make money passively, as soon as you're investing, I love crypto, even knows this. I mean, I love other things too. I love index funds and, you know, stocks are cool, but crypto is my favorite. But as soon as you have things coming in passively, that's giving you more time. So I would say you need to think about your time. You need to think about how you're going to spend time and you don't always have to work for money. Your health isn't going anywhere though. And I want to say this to you, like your health is a priority. Whether you believe it is or not, your heart is beating, your lungs are expanding, like things are happening all day, you know, with or without you being attention to it. So if you can prioritize that, 
that's going to be better for you. And then figure out the money, right? Money, we need to talk about abundance too, right? Like money is out there. This is not something that you need to be chasing to the detriment of your well-being. It will come, but you got to be breathing well. You got to be in good spirits. You got to have like a good mindset. You got to not be stressed, right, to go on that path. Right, because it doesn't matter how much money you make. You're not going to enjoy it if your ass drops dead because you worked yourself into the ground. Absolutely. As a creative, tell us about how caring about yourself and, and taking and prioritizing your health and your wellness affects your productivity, your creativity. Like, how does that come into the picture? I got all excited because, listen, and you know, like, if you're anxious, there's just a lot you're not going to be able to do, right? If you're depressed, there's not going to be a lot that you can do. And so I think when you actually take the time to do self-care, and again, I tell people when I'm coaching them, when I'm teaching them, like, schedule it. And you might feel cheesy, like, oh, wait, schedule it. Like, what do you mean? Put in your calendar 15 minutes of whatever activity it is that will bring you joy, that will bring you calm, right? Whether it's painting your nails, if that's your thing, whether it's watching, like, Netflix, if that's your thing, like, schedule it. Because what happens is when you're able to be calm, when you're able to center yourself, that can show you new ways of doing things. I know for me sometimes, like, it'll happen, I don't know if this happens for you ever, in the shower, like, I do some really good thinking. Shower thoughts. <laughs> I do some really good thinking in the shower. It's calm, right? I'm in my little zone, right? I'm not think I'm not anxious. Whatever that is for you, whatever that space is for you, you can do some really good thinking. And I would add that you can see things and come up with things that you never would have before. So it just brings, like, a freedom mm -hmm. and a lightness. Clarity. And clarity, yeah, yeah exactly. Tell us the difference between having an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. Okay, so we see this a lot. And, and so what happens is when you have an abundance mindset, just think about the word abundant, right? There is, There are good things all around you, right? You don't have to look for them. They're going to come to you. This isn't something that you have to search for. This is something you deserve, right? This is something that is easy to have. It is flowing, right? And when you have a scarcity mindset, that's when you're like, oh, I'll never be able to do this. Oh, bad things always happen to me. And we all know people like this, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because this is something that you have to learn a lot of the time. And I had to learn this too. Mm -hmm. Like I had to, you know, teach myself and I have, you know, part of my story is I was in a job it was a, you know, I was very grateful for the job. Please understand, it was a well-paying job, six-figure job, but it was anxiety-provoking, <laughs> and it was, you know, I was in a kind of a state of burnout, and I felt very disrespected, and you know, a lot of things happened at this job, and I realized, oh, I need to leave. Now, what happens is when you have these kind of things, is you can think to yourself, but what if I'm not successful? But what if I can't pay my bills? But what if, and so when you start to do the what ifs, if you have an abundance mindset, you're like, yes, but what if I'm amazing? And what if I become wealthy? And what if crypto changes my life, which it did, mm -hmm. right? But a scarcity mindset, you can keep yourself stuck in places that you, meet, that you need to move on from. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the difference. Abundance, you know, good things are coming. You believe it. I believe in God. You have faith that God will get you through. Scarcity is you're questioning everything, and that's not really a good place to be. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a lot of what I teach also with my clients with intentional thought creation. And there's a big difference between that and the, the toxic positivity movement, which is annoying, um, because it's like, oh, well, everything is, you know, if you think that everything is great, then, you know, eventually, well, like, no, that's not how it works. We're not, like, doing magic over here. It's literally thinking a thought that will align you with abundance versus scarcity. And you can always look at a situation in two ways. You can look at it from the abundance mindset or from the scarcity mindset. And I always say it's intentionally thinking 
what can I do to improve the situation? And if you're thinking nothing, and if you're thinking nothing ever works for me, or this is too hard, or this is weird, or I've never heard of this before, or you're closed right. off, right? You're basically like cutting yourself off at the knees. You are. And also abundance mindset says, I may not have heard of this before, but let me be open. This yes. might be really awesome. Like, mm -hmm. let me, I've never heard of this before. That's actually maybe a good thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe the thing you've never heard of before, it could change your life. Yeah. So what are some tips that you would give someone to switch if they come from a scarcity mindset to start to switch into abundance? This is really important. So what I've advised people to do, and there are a couple things um, that I'll just say for here. There are more, right? But we'll, we'll start with at least, at least these two. Um, I advise people to have a gratitude journal, right? To actually realize all the things that you currently have right now that are great. And so however small, right? Because in my opinion, the small things do become the big things. So you woke up this morning, you're breathing, right? Like you were able to walk to the bathroom and wash your face and you have a place to do that. And you were able to have breakfast and you were able to have money coming in if you have a job at this point, right? Like every little small thing, I would say to make it manageable, write down every day, three to five things that you are grateful for. They could be anything from, I'm grateful I saw this, you know, the sun today. I'm grateful that I found a new side hustle that's like working out for me. I'm grateful that I smelled the roses outside, right? And if you do that every Every day, your mindset over and give it about 30 days, right? Because it takes like 20 to 30 days to change a habit. You know mm -hmm. this. Do this consistently and you will start to notice more things to be grateful for. And then your thoughts will become more abundant. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing that I also really recommend people to do, and, and this maybe is something that you can relate to, is affirmations. And we know that very successful people do affirmations and it's not because it's like, oh, woo woo, and this isn't, you know, like they do it because it really does change the way you think. So the key about it is to actually say in the present tense as if it is actually true, it has already happened. I am so happy and grateful that I am financially independent, right? As if it's done, because the truth is, it can be, right? Mm -hmm. The truth is, if you have faith, this is something that, is already done, you just haven't stepped into it yet. So I would also recommend to start, you know, this 30 days, your gratitude journal, do three affirmations, say them twice a day and mean it. Mm -hmm. And like, remember them, like put it up on your mirror or wherever, you know, that you look in the morning, whether you're brushing your teeth or whatever, and say it every day and believe it. And I think that will start to change. Yeah, absolutely. I always say affirmations and mantras are, are thought interrupters, they're thought pattern interrupters. So and the other thing that I think is really important is your affirmations should feel believable. Yeah. Because if, they, if you don't believe your affirmation, you're going to be like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. some bullshit. So it does have to be believable. What I do, I, I, I want to offer for our listeners, just like stretch yourself a little bit. So, so it doesn't have to be, you know, jumping. I always say, especially when we have like really negative mindsets going on, we don't want to jump from negative to positive. There's a huge cognitive dissonance that happens there. But if you go from just negative to neutral, and then eventually you work your way to positive. But what you don't want to do is live in negativity, is stew in it. And so many people do that. And I think it comes from fear. Um, I think it comes from the unknown. and or, or maybe like, well, it's just always been this way. But you can literally change. I've, when I learned that you can literally change your life by changing your thoughts, everything everything changed from that point on and that's what i'm so i always talk about this with my clients it's like you have to choose the thoughts that best serve you and like does thinking like that serve you right now does thinking like that support what you're trying to do and for those of my clients that get really really stuck in it i make them 
email me in, in our little email situation. I make them email me certain answers every single day. It's like, I'm going to give you your journal prompts to get your mind out of that that negative thought cycle that you're in and that forces you to start looking at what's great, what is working, what went well today. What is, you can't tell me everything today was fucked up. Something had to be good, right? So I literally will tell them, like, tell me all the good things that happened to you today if they're in the, if they're stuck in that cycle. Because I think it's really important to like literally like do that. Like you have to interrupt those thoughts because your mind will take you to all kinds of shenanigans places. Right. So it's really important to reel it in and start to think about, are these thoughts serving me? And, and is this going to help me get to the goals that I want, whether it's with my finances, whether it's, you know, I want to leave my job, like whatever it is, when you come from a place of believing in what's possible, it really just, it just gives you so much clarity and so much just like opportunity to think bigger. Yeah. And I think that was all really important. And I, I, two things um what you said about making it believable but stretching literally as you were talking the word I said that that came to mind too was like stretch yourself right like it's it's a few steps but also it is a choice like you you have to and it's like very easy to not make that choice and to be settled but it is a choice and when you want to build wealth that is a choice to learn more to watch this podcast right reach out to me if you want to um pick up a, a book you know about investing there there are some that i really have appreciated but it is a choice and you you do have to make it to move yeah now at the time of this recording we are kind of like looming in this potential recession some people think we're in one some people think we're not some people think we're going to have one how do we navigate times like that uncertain times where we are not really sure what's going on in the economy and how it's going to affect us so there is a lot of fear right so when we when we started the podcast we talked about how people are you know feeling anxiety about inflation feeling anxiety about how they're going to pay bills we know that in september inflation was what i want to say hovering like about 8.2 percent versus the prior year. I mean, this is major. This is real. Okay. So I do want to establish, I understand this is real. I understand this is really affecting people's lives because for some of us, if you need to buy something, the difference of $5, right? in a price can be huge or, you know, over time. But what I want to say is that it's important not to let other people's fear or a general fear cloud, so to speak, affect you so deeply where you feel frozen or where you feel afraid. Because no matter what is going on in the economy, and this is me with an abundance mindset, I will say this, like I know that God has me, right? I know that I'm smart enough to make decisions to protect myself, whether I'm in a space of saving money, investing or protecting, right? Because these are all important things when you're building wealth. I know that I'm smart enough to figure it out. And I know that if I do in fact make a mistake, I have a plan. So I would say in this, um, in this era of uncertainty, in this era of fear, it's very important to remember that you are you and your outcomes do not have to be the same as what people tell you, right? You need to know that you're amazing, that you can figure this out. And I promise you what, it's not that complicated. Mm -hmm. That sounds familiar, okay? <laughs> it's not as complicated as you might think. Um, so we're gonna uncomplicate that for you, but also remember that you have more power to make decisions and you can be nimble, right? Just because the stock market falls and actually that's happened, we saw that. So when the COVID crash happened and everyone was terrified, I remember that. I remember that day and everything, all the stocks dropped, right? You be a contrarian because this is what a good investor would do. You know, wait a minute, this is unnatural. 
this is a black swan event. Hmm. And you know, when prices fall, this is actually an opportunity. So you need to be the kind of person who finds opportunity in difficult times. And that's to me what has been really helpful. Like this is why when the market crashes, like, and I hate to say it, but I'm saying it, I'm admitting this, I'm a little excited sometimes, right? Because I know the value of what I'm investing in. I have followed it. I have researched it. And I know when the price falls, that's an opportunity. And the very best investors know that as well. So I would say be nimble be able to see opportunity even when things look bad, and that's true for life, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes the worst things that happen to you can be the best things. Going back to my job, it was such a bad situation at the time for me. I was having physical fallout from it. I was not well, right? But that actually turned out to be one of the best things, one of the very best things that happened to me because it set me up for this life that I'm on, to be freelance, to be an investor, to be okay. Talk about investing. All right. <laughs> How did you get into investing? What have you learned throughout your investment journey? Oh, okay. So I probably got into investing the same way most people did through my 401k. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people think about this, but your 401k actually is an investment. And not, it's not just something that you're, oh gosh, they're taking money away from me. Oh no. Like you're actually investing for your future. Okay. So I got in very early. I knew that saving for retirement was important. Um, and then I started reading because I was like, mm, I don't want to retire when I'm 65. Like I would like to do it a bit earlier. I don't know about you guys. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you. <laughs> I want to be free a little bit earlier. So I started reading about stocks and I started reading about bonds and index funds. And then, you know, crypto came along and I will say I wasn't into crypto in the beginning, right? This was like, you know, 2011, 2000, you know, when Bitcoin was invented was not too long ago, but I wasn't into it yet. But I got really into crypto a few years ago. And I've just learned that it's amazing. <laughs> I have just learned that it can change your life because it, and you said we're not doing magic, but compound interest, to me a little bit, it feels a little magical it's sometimes. Magical. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> so when you have your money in an investment and it's going up and it's going up and then it's compounding and compounding on top of it, you're doing way better than just having your money in a savings account. And so what I learned is that if you wanna be wealthy, if you wanna be financially free, if you wanna have more time, because for me, it's about time. It's not about like, oh, I wanna stack you know X amount of money. It's about, I wanna have the time to do what I wanna do. I wanna be able to buy the foods that I wanna eat, right? I wanna be able to go take a walk in the middle of the day if I want to and not have to worry about it, right? When you realize that investing can get you there, for me, it just opened my mind to even more possibilities. And I thought that was great. Yeah, absolutely. So and I want that for other people. Yeah, I agree. And I think what a lot of us, we think the, th the term investing and it's scary because it's like, yep. well, it, it's very volatile, especially especially crypto. So mm -hmm. when Leslie first told me about crypto, I had no idea what the fuck she was talking about. <laughs> I was like, you mean those imaginary coins that people are selling for like $20,000? <laughs> I really thought that. I was like, what? And then I was confusing it with NFTs and we won't talk about that today. But um, <laughs> she started telling me about it and how she got her financial freedom and her time freedom and all of these things. And I was yeah. like, well, let me look into this shit. So. Um, so we started working together for that. And it's interesting because, yes, crypto is very volatile, but it's also um, it can also be very life changing, as we've both seen. So yeah. what what are your rules for investing for a beginner who's like who who started maybe like me? He's like, what? what crypto? What? what? Is, what's happening? Crypto? <laughs> what? So this is so good because a lot of people do think that crypto is totally made up. Right. And I won't get into banking and how your bank, you know, your money in the bank is not actually there. And, you know, we won't talk about that. Right. Because this is true for a lot of things when you're spending money on your credit card. 
they're tracking it with numbers. Okay, so what I would say is, yes, crypto is very volatile. I would say that it's very, very important. Very, very important. Are we here? Are you with me? Very, very important not to invest. You cannot invest money that you need, right? So never invest money that you cannot afford to lose. What that means is if you are, you know, if you need this money to pay your rent, if you need this money to pay for your kids' childcare, if you need this money to buy groceries, that is not money you want to put into any investment, whether it's crypto, whether it's stocks, right? Because the market, stocks are less volatile than crypto, obviously, but the market goes up and down and you don't ever want to be in a situation where you're being emotional, which brings me to number two, do not be emotional. You cannot be an emotional investor. It will not go well for you, right? And mm -hmm. so, you know, and I will say this, if you find that you are the kind of person who's like kind of flipping out every time things change a little bit, because crypto can go up 10% in a day, up 20%. So volatile means too. Volatile means it can go up and down, right? It's not always a terrible thing that you're losing money. So crypto can go up 20% in a day, down 30%. It just kind of depends on where we are in the market cycle. But you have to know as an investor, what your plan is, right? This is where plans come in. So we've gone over, you know, one and two, one, never invest money you can't afford to lose, two, don't be emotional. And the third one is always do your research. There are more, but these are basic. So always do your research means know what you're investing in. Don't just invest in something because you heard somebody talking about it on Twitter, because you saw somebody talk about it in a commercial because your cousin's boyfriend's sister said, no. You need to know <laughs> what you're investing in. You need to know why. You need to know ideally who the team is, how long has it been around. And this might sound complicated, but there are very easy ways to do this. These are things that I you know, work with people on, how to look up this information but always do your own research. And I think if you can do those three things, you are off to a really good start. Of course, you always also have to have an exit strategy. That's a bonus. But if you can do those three basic things, you're off to a really good start. Absolutely. And it's really interesting because I think so many of us are used to traditional forms of investing. Right. So when we think investment, we think stocks, we think maybe um, bonds, maybe, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, we also maybe start thinking about like rental properties, right? And things like yes, that. Yes, real estate is a big one. Real estate's a huge one. Mm -hmm. um, but crypto doesn't always come up. And I think a lot of people are scared. So when they come to you to talk to you about like, hey, um, so I heard that you're, you know, heard <laughs> your money mindset coach too. Like, yeah. what are some things that you think people don't, that, that you found that people don't realize when they first come to you that then they leave after speaking with you and they're like, oh. Yeah, I think people don't realize what a potentially life-changing asset crypto is. Um, it's very new. I think that a lot of people have been told, I'll just say it, straight up lies about the asset class. And while it is true that there are scams in crypto, and this is, again, I do want to be very clear, there are scams in crypto, but there are scams in a lot of things, right? And this is why it's always very important to do your due diligence. People get scammed dating online, <laughs> right? I mean, no, let's be yeah. honest. Like, people get scammed. There are romance scams where people will take your money. People, if they can scam you, they will find a way to do it, and crypto is no different. But I would say that what people don't really Realize is how life-changing it can be. What people don't realize is it's not as complicated as they think it is, and especially women. So I know when women looked at look at you know investing in general, a lot of times you see men. Let's just be honest. You see men on you know on TV talking about this. You see men talking about their day trading. By the way, day trading and investing are not the same thing. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. People think that to get into crypto, they have to be at their computers all day, and that is not the case. You can go in as a swing trader. You can go in as a long-term investor, right? I'm an investor. And that way you're not stuck you know, to your computer. And there are ways to keep track of the news that I coach people on. So I think, yeah, I think the big thing is just it's not that complicated. And also, it's better to start 
now, right? If you have the means, again, this is not money and I don't give financial advice, so let me give a little disclaimer. I'm a money mindset coach, but I'm not giving you financial advice and telling you to buy anything, okay? But if you do have the money and you've done your research, there are ways to, to get in with as little as $10, right? $10, $15, $20, a big thing, and we talked about this, I think people see these you know, exorbitant prices, what they think are exorbitant prices for something like a Bitcoin. I won't say what it's trading at now because it could be very different by the time this airs, right? But it's many thousands of dollars. And they think, oh, well, I don't have many thousands of dollars. I can't get into it. The amazing thing about crypto that I love is that it's an even playing field and you can buy pieces of these currencies, right? So some of them are under 50 cents. Some of them are under you know, five cents, even if something is trading at $20,000 today, you can go in with $10 and get a piece of it, right? And that's a very low, low barrier to entry. And you don't necessarily have that with obviously real estate, right? Like you're coming out of, you're coming out of pocket a little bit <laughs> if you wanna invest in a condo. So I would say it's not as complicated as you think. You can invest with very small amounts of money. People don't realize that. Um, and I think those are two really big things that people need to understand. Yeah. So I know we talked about this a little bit, but at a time of recession or uncertainty or when when, yeah. when things are a little volatile, it's actually one of the better times to enter, mm, whether be. it's the stock market or crypto, <laughs> it could be it could actually work in your favor. Talk to us a little bit about that, about um, how when things are down, it's actually. Yeah. Did that blow your mind? Were you excited? It really did. Because <laughs> Now that I'm into all of this, I'm like. Might need to drop a little more. Just maybe just, just a, a little, little more. crash. I need would a little be bit great. more of this. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you know that you're into crypto when you become that person who's like, wait, crash a little more. We're buying the dip. <laughs> okay, and not to be irresponsible. So I have to say, um, and we talked about this a little bit, right? That the worst things that happen, the worst things can sometimes be the best things. So what happens if you, if you understand the value of an asset? It's like, here's an example. It's like you've been looking at these fabulous Gucci heels. You know how beautiful they are. You've been looking at them all year. You've done your research. This is like the latest line. They're amazing. And suddenly, they go on sale. Now, you don't think these Gucci heels are not cute anymore. You don't think these Gucci heels are a piece of crap now because they're on sale. No, you're like, oh my gosh, this is an opportunity. I can get these Gucci heels that I love at a lower price right? Mm -hmm. This is how it works in market crashes. If you've done your research, if you know what you're investing in, if it's a solid cryptocurrency, if it's a solid stock. I know during the COVID crash, I bought some, you know, at the can I say this? Yeah, I can say this. I bought some airline stocks, right? Because every they had crashed along with everything else. And we know at some point we're going to be flying again. And we just don't know when, right? So I'm like, oh, these are, this is my version of Gucci shoes on sale, is buying things that I love, on sale when the market dips. And since I do believe that over time things will go back, we know even when we look at the stock market, over time since its inception, it has gone up, right? And we know even for an example, when we look at Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin started, people were buying pizza with it. Pizza with it, can you imagine? Like it was like a few dollars, right? Now it's trading at many thousands of dollars. We know that Bitcoin has trended up even with the bumps along the way. We know that it cleaned itself up and it's okay. So that's the attitude I have, I think. Me, I believe in the space of, in, of stocks, of crypto, and I think over time it will trend up. So to me, sales are, are opportunities. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What is one thing that you wish everyone who's struggling with finding balance in their life, and that includes balancing their health, their wealth, their wellness, everything, what do you think is one thing that they can start doing to 
bring it all together. Oh, this is good. Well, I have to give a plug uh, for the coaching sector. I do because I because it's real, right? And and this is just me being super honest. I've worked with coaches. We've worked together on some things. Um, I think that having a person to guide you and help you to have accountability can be super, super important, right? And that goes, we're talking about wellness, that goes for exercise, that goes for your mental health. If you can hire a therapist to like walk you through some things, if you're struggling, and I do say this because I write about wellness as well, if you're ever in a position where you feel like you really cannot go on, where you feel like you're not okay, you really do need to reach out to someone, right? And you really do need to get professional help from a licensed mental health provider. And so, but if you're struggling to find balance, a coach might help you with that, right? A coach Coach can help you prioritize and so I would say start with that if you decide that this is something you want to do on your own I would say to kind of look at what your goals are right and figure out okay well where do I want to be next month where do I want to be next year where do I want to be five years from now and what do I need to take off my plate to get there because unfortunately as women I think a lot of us we're trying to do too much right and everything might not be a thing that you need to be doing mm -hmm. so I would say to take an inventory of your life and, and to not be afraid to ask for help because it, it can be very helpful especially if you don't know where to begin yeah because it can be so overwhelming when you're just like I think I want to do this, but I have no idea where to start. It's the same thing when it comes to weight loss and people come to me for that. They're like, I, I don't know where to start. Or they go to the gym. They're like, I go to the gym and I feel stupid because I have no idea how to like lift this thing or how this machine works or how heavy should I be lifting, right? And I think that a lot of times there's so much shame around needing help. And there's yeah. this shame around like, like I, I need help that means that there's something lacking, which is insane because that's, that's not the case at all. I, like... The, the most successful people that I know have an abundance of coaches. <laughs> right. I mean, they have like, coaches need coaches too, right? I always say that. Um, I think everybody needs a therapist. I think everybody needs a life coach. I think everybody needs coaches for different things, right? To just really help you get your life balance and mm -hmm. get everything working in your favor. And it's okay to need help. It doesn't mean you're broken or you're dumb or you need something that you don't right. have. It's sometimes we just need guidance. Sometimes we just need someone who's been there already who can just put their hand out and be like, just follow me, I got you. And yeah. that is what coaches do. We literally are just a guide. We're literally just showing you, we maybe have gone through the hard part and we've kind of done the, you know, the trial and error. We have. So, it's so, <laughs> so if you follow our footsteps, you don't have to go through all of the bumps and bruises and things that, you know, the many, many times that we have fallen along the way, you can avoid some of that pain um, by, by investing in yourself and by investing in, in help. And it is okay to get help. We really need to normalize that. We really need to normalize asking for help when we need it and not thinking that it means we're broken and not thinking that it means we're stupid. And especially like high achieving women, we're like, I got this. I know I got it. I don't need I don't need help. I can open my own goddamn doors, right? Like we, we think we're good because we're so used to taking on so much. But as you elevate in your life, and this is what I've learned um, as I've grown even as an entrepreneur, as you elevate and you go to the next level, there's so much you don't know, but there's so many people that do. Right. And when you find the right the right people. Like I literally have a team of coaches. I have a team. There, there's you. There's my life coach. I have my therapist. I have like, I have my I podcast coach. I yeah. have. Listen, I have. I have an, a, a whole team of people yeah. because I know that I need that to be my best self. Mm -hmm. Not because there's something. Not because I'm dumb and I don't know what I'm doing. It's because I have so much that I'm doing. I have so many things that I'm juggling, and I'm literally am doing it all. As everyone knows, I'm a single mom, and I'm doing all. Of, I'm doing all this on my own. So. 
get the help when you need it. Get the help and and don't feel the shame. And I think a lot of the times the shame that we feel prevents us from reaching our goals. It really does. Um, And I would not only say because I I say, okay, getting help is is absolutely okay, but also I would encourage it. Mm I mean, I really would, and I know I'm I'm that person. I'm a perfectionist. You know, this is about me, right? Like, I want to get it right, and if I get something wrong, like, I've in the past, like, I've beat myself up about things, but that's another thing I also want to say. If you're not in a place where you are, where you want to be, it's also okay, right? Because the mistakes along the way are what help us to actually grow. Mm-hmm. And so there are things that I've done in crypto that I would never do again, <laughs> right? Like, there are some mistakes that I've made, but it's like, now I know better, right? And so as they say, now that I know better, I can do better. And I would just also say in this process, whether you're, you know, doing weight loss, you know, where you're trying to lose weight, where you're trying to grow your finances and invest in yourself, just be kind to yourself because you will make mistakes. Mm -hmm. There will be days where you didn't do everything exactly the way you wanted to, but also those days can be really helpful because you're then more set up to be ahead the next day. Why do you think it's important to have a money mindset coach? Well, we kind of just talked about Mm it. Um, I think that, especially if you're confused, I think that can happen for a lot of people. There's so much going on. There's so much bad news circulating in the world, right? You hear different things about different asset classes. I think if you're really confused, it can help to bring some clarity. It can help you decide, okay, well, I can allocate my money this way, or I never thought I could do this. So I think if you're confused, a money mindset coach can help you get unstuck And I think that's really important because you're not making money most likely when you're stuck, right? You're probably just letting your money, I shouldn't say probably, you're possibly just letting your money sit in the bank account. I've done this before. Have you done this before? Mm -hmm. You're letting it sit there. Getting (laughs) 0.25%. Getting less than, (laughs) yes, less than 1% interest. And we just talked about inflation and how it's going up. So actually, at a certain point, while you should have an emergency fund, and this is not financial advice again, but at a certain point, you're losing money if you have a lot of money sitting in the bank. And so a money mindset coach can kind of help you think about that money differently. Think about different ways that you might want to invest it. Think about different things that you might want to do. Maybe actually you should take some of this money and hire someone to help you. Maybe you want to go back to school and learn a little something about a dream that you've always had, right? So you don't have to let it sit there. Um, A money mindset coach can also help you with accountability, right? And can also answer questions. So when I work with people as a coach, I do like to be available if they have questions like, you know, throughout the week. I do very, very limited one-on-one coaching. But when I do, like, I really want to be there for you. And so that person can help you if you have a question to get it answered rather than trying to, like, you know, go through thousands and thousands of internet pages, which we do know exists. Like, the person can kind of direct you and kind of help you get some focus. So I think coaches, specifically with money mindset, also, if you are in a scarcity mindset, and, and it's okay if you are, right? I'm not demonizing anyone. I think a lot of us have been there I definitely was there at one point, and I had help from a life coach mm-hmm. to help me get through that. I think a money mindset coach can help you realize that money is abundant, and this is not something that you need to be worrying about. And even though it might feel like you do, and I'm not saying your feelings aren't valid, they very much are, but it's not something that you need to stay stuck in. There are options that you may not have ever considered. Yeah. And so that's how we can be really helpful, I would say. Yeah, I often think of coaches as it's a shortcut. Right. It's a shortcut Mm -hmm. to where you want to go because the coach has 
essentially the map, right? And they can really show you, like, yeah. you know, you could go down this road, you can go down this road. But because as you said as well, like, you can find anything on the internet. You can Google and spend hours and hours and days Googling things and putting things together and, and kind of, like, doing mm-hmm. it that way. But it's going to take you a little bit of time, right? Maybe a lot of bit of time. Maybe a lot. So <laughs> it's going to take you a minute of time. Yeah. And, um, and it's the same thing with weight loss as well, right? It's sure you can get free workout videos and sure you can get free meal plans off of Pinterest and you can find anything anywhere but how long is it going to take you to get the right plan for you right how long is it going to take you to figure out what's actually working for you and how much time have you wasted already and are you missing opportunities yeah in the process right and and if you're taking months and months to research something before making a move which i know people have done this well the market shifted by then mm-hmm. right and now you have a whole you know different set of circumstances to research so yeah i think coaches can be really helpful for people who have you know especially short-term time goals if time is a factor for you that's where a coach can be really important yeah absolutely and what's something that we should look for when we look for someone like you like a, like a money mindset coach what what should we what should we be aware of i think you should look for someone who's willing to really listen to you and you should look for someone while you may want them to say this is what i think you should invest in i personally don't think that's a great approach and i think it's actually problematic because you want someone who can kind of help guide you and who can help show you things but you want someone who can empower you end of the day to make those decisions right because you're responsible for your finances you're responsible for your money and you want to be able to make these decisions when your time together is done so you want somebody who can teach you but also empower you to move through the levels as you become more financially savvy. Um, I also think you want someone who's accessible. You know, I don't think you want to work with someone who you never ever can talk to because that's not really helpful. Market moves fast. So you want someone who's accessible and you want someone who you feel comfortable with who's not judging you. Like for me, this is something that I've researched for a long time. I know that we all have our own financial journeys. I know some people get caught up in comparison. Like, oh, well, she has this and I don't have this. I must be stupid. No, you're not stupid. You're just in a different place in your journey. And for me, it's really important when I'm educating people, when I'm working with people to let you know like look I'm here for you this is your journey right and wherever you are like I have you and you want somebody who's willing to do that with you so that you're leaving feeling empowered you're leaving feeling positive you're leaving feeling like you have options right I think all those things are really important yeah and I love how you said that that you're not telling people do this this and this right Right. because I think for my weight loss listeners um, I know it's oftentimes they're like just tell me what to eat just tell me what to eat (laughs) right they want me to do that and I'm like I can tell you what to eat and you're not gonna fucking do it I promise you. I used to give out meal plans. I have this whole elaborate software that creates meal plans. I used to create these elaborate meal plans, individualized for my clients. They never fucking followed it. Okay. And I realized it's because people don't like being told what to do, right? Because if you're being told what to do, it feels restrictive. And the main thing that I teach is weight loss is not restricted or complicated. But if I'm telling you, you have to eat these things, you're going to rebel eventually, right? Because you, no one likes it. It's like you feel like you're And taking, maybe it's not natural for right, you. Right, it's not natural. It's not you're sustainable. Our, 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 exactly. Yeah. And so I think that's really, really important as well. When you're looking for any type of assistance, you don't want someone to tell you how to do A, B, C, and D. You want mm-hmm. someone to just guide you, give you options, and then you choose. Like when I work with my clients on putting together their protocols, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you guidance. I'm not like, 
I don't know, figure it out, bitch. I'm giving you guidance, <laughs> right? I'm giving you options here. But ultimately, it has to work for you. Right. Because I'm not in, I'm not going to be cooking for your child. I'm not going to be cooking for you. I mean. I'm not coming to your house, <laughs> right? I'm not doing these things for you. It has to be something that works for you. And you have to believe in it. You have to believe that it's going to work. And you have to believe that it's doable and sustainable for you. And that's across the board. And that's why I really wanted to have you on the show because all of the things that we're talking about applies to everything that I talk about when it comes to weight loss as yeah. well. It's really all the same basic rules. It really is all of the same of just like finding the right guidance and more importantly, always trusting your intuition right. and always trusting that you know, you really ultimately do know what's best for you. And as long as you follow that, it will even if you stumble upon something here and there if you stumble along your way as long as you're listening to your intuition as long as you're really in tune with yourself you'll get yourself back on track and i think that's what's so important about having someone that's just been there but just just a few steps ahead of you because they can right. help you avoid some of those pitfalls i was well said i won't add to it amazing <laughs> okay so where can my listeners find you well um i'm on all social media at leslie quander um so that's you know youtube instagram uh, Twitter, you know, anywhere that you can find a person on social. I feel like we're on a mission to make off fabulous women rich bitches. I mean, look, if we can, look, if you want to come on the yacht with us, like, we can do that. I'm just kidding, actually, because <laughs> probably won't be on my own yacht. But, no, I definitely want all of us to win. I think that this is not something that we need to be competing about. This is something that we need to be helping each other with. Like, when I do well, I want you to do well. You know, I want you to do well watching. I want you to know that this is something you can do. Investing in yourself is something you can do. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take, you know, thousands of dollars in the beginning. It's just little small steps and baby steps do add up. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And that's all for today. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in and trusting that none of this has to be complicated. You can have the health the body, and the life that you've always desired. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Find me on Instagram and YouTube at It's Eva Rodriguez so that I can support you on your journey of uncomplicating weight loss.